Welcome to the Level Up English podcast, the best place to come to practice the English language, learn about the British accent and culture. With me, your host, Michael Lavers. Hello and welcome back to the Level Up English podcast. I hope you're all having a great week. Very good to have you here, so thank you for listening. I've got a really interesting piece of advice for you in today's podcast. But first of all, as always, if you want to improve your listening and reading at the same time, maybe learn some vocabulary as well, then I recommend checking out the transcript. So if you didn't know, every episode I include a transcript so you can read everything I'm saying while I'm talking. If you want to find that, have a look in the show notes or head over to the Level Up English website and you can find it there. Now is the perfect time to start getting some online English lessons if you haven't done so already. And the best place to do that is italki.com. I use italki every day. I use it for teaching and learning and it's an amazing platform. And that's why I'm very happy that I can share with you a special link. So if you go through my link, you can get $10 for free, to, which you can use for an italki lesson. So if you're signing up for the first time, go to my link, levelupenglish.school slash free, F-R-E-E, or there's a link in the description. And yeah, sign up, find a teacher you like. Maybe you can even find me because I'm on italki as well. And you should get a free $10 when you add credits. So this is literally free English training. Even if you never use it again, it's a great thing to do. But I'm sure you will use it again because it's so useful and I'm sure you will get addicted. Just like me. It's a great way to improve. If you're not doing it, you simply will not be improving fast enough. You need to have some kind of speaking practice. Even if you're really scared, there are some very, very friendly teachers. So once again, levelupenglish.school slash free. Check it out. Also, just a quick reminder for anyone interested, every Wednesday morning in UK time, I'm doing a live English lesson over on my YouTube channel. Now, this lesson links to the lesson that I post on Level Up English, which usually comes out on Thursday. So I do a live lesson. You can talk with me. We can learn together. And then the next day on Thursday, that will be posted and you can read all about it on the website. So it's usually we're learning vocabulary or grammar within the context of a story. And then we kind of analyze it together there. And I also just reached a thousand subscribers on YouTube. So thank you very much for everyone who's hung out with me there. If you want to come do that, then yeah, stop over. My YouTube channel is English with Michael. So I'd love to see you there. And all of these live lessons are being posted in the free mini lessons course on Level Up English. So you can check it out there if you want to get some extra practice completely for free. Usually at the beginning of an episode, I read the podcast reviews. 
but I'm actually going to leave it until the end. I think from now on, I don't want to waste people's time. So if people want to listen, they can listen at the end. But otherwise, you don't have to. So hopefully, this is much better for everyone. Um, but I do have some really interesting reviews to read. Um, some thank yous to give, of course. And here's a, here's a spoiler at what's going to happen. Someone called me boring. So <laughs> I'm going to respond to his comment about me being boring at the end. So if you think I'm boring, maybe you should listen as well. <laughs> okay, so today I want to talk about casual expressions in English, specifically in British English. And I'm going to split this episode into two parts. The first part, I'm going to give my advice on why you shouldn't learn casual expressions. Now, that sounds a bit shocking for many people, perhaps, but I'm going to explain it a little bit more as we go. And at the end, in the second half, I'm going to give you some expressions. Well, I'm going to tell you some common British English expressions and tell you the real meaning behind them. Because I know a lot of people are confused because there's so much hidden meaning. I'm going to tell you which ones you maybe shouldn't use and a couple that you probably can use. But okay, so I thought about this topic when I had quite a lot of people messaging me and contacting me using very casual expressions. And it kind of made me feel a bit strange, like it sounded a bit strange to me. And I think one reason for this might be because people are trying to learn these casual expressions when they're still at kind of a beginner level. I, I generally would say that expressions and slang are better for advanced level speakers or natives, of course. And one example of this is quite a casual pronunciation in British English is the word butter when we say it without the T. So very casually, people say like butter or better. This is like a very common way to do it, but it's obviously, it's of course not standard. And I think most people prefer not to do that. Most people like to say the T. It sounds more polite, more formal. And when you're still learning English and you're not so confident, when you say the word butter or better, I think it can sound a little bit strange. And that's just my opinion, of course, but hopefully this is this is good advice as well. Another example is I have some learners calling me mate, or they might say like, bloody hell, or something like that. And these are very common, casual British English expressions. Um, but I think it can sound strange. And the reason is because it's kind of forced or rehearsed. And these kind of phrases, I think by their nature, they are not rehearsed and they, they should be spontaneous. And I, I know it's difficult when you're learning because, of course, you have to start somewhere. You, know, you have to learn at some point. But when you take away the spontaneous nature of the phrase, I think it can sound a bit strange. And spontaneous, by the way, that means like doing something without thinking. Something comes to your head and you say it, but you don't think about it. That's spontaneous. And by the way, I'm talking about very casual phrases here. Slang, in other words. So there are many casual phrases that I recommend you use. Just don't go too casual. That's what I'm saying here. 
So I understand that many people might be unhappy with this information. And as language learners, it's always nice to think that we can achieve anything a native speaker can. And in most areas, this is true. I think it's definitely possible to reach a near native level in English. But I think we should also remember that whether you're learning English or any other language, we are not native speakers and we never can be. And by the way, as I often do, I'm putting myself in the learner's position here too, because I'm learning languages myself. So I'm kind of talking to you, but it's also advice that I want to give myself. So I I want to be on the same page as you, if if that makes sense. Uh, I certainly don't think it's a bad thing that we cannot be native speakers. I think in many ways you can have a deeper knowledge of the English language than the average native speaker. And if you don't believe me, just ask a random person on the street to explain the present perfect tense and you'll see exactly what I mean. I think 95% of English people, they have no idea what that means. Many English people don't even know what an adjective is or a verb. So you probably know a lot more than many native speakers already (laughs) in some ways. And I actually want to kind of explain this topic in a positive way. It's a positive thing, in my opinion, because I know many people really worry about casual expressions and pronunciation. And my advice is simply don't. Don't worry. There's no need to worry because it will come naturally over time as you advance. You spend more time listening to the right TV programs or talking to the right people. I really think that's the best way to learn these words. You know, you hear someone say mate again and again and again. You kind of subconsciously understand the context and the way it's used and then you start using it naturally. It does take a long time but I think that's the best way because forced expressions tend to have the opposite effect and it leaves you sounding less natural. So if I were to summarise all of that information I would say learn these expressions for fun because they are fun to learn So don't stop if you enjoy it, but don't worry. Learn for fun, but don't worry. That's my summary here. Many learners I've seen, a lot of my students, they get to a really high C1, C2 level, and they never learn these slang expressions. And that's completely fine because you don't need them. You really don't need them. They're only kind of for fun. And maybe the purpose, I guess, could be to become friends with the kind of people who use these terms. So if you like skateboarding and you want to come to England and skateboard in the skate parks, then maybe there will be some kind of casual and slang words you might like to learn. But if you're coming just for normal travel, you're going to restaurants and hotels, probably you're not going to use many because it won't be appropriate. So that's also good to think about. I hope I made sense, but let me know what you think. I always love to hear from you. So the best way probably is to leave a comment on my website. So go to this episode, Level Up English, 
school episode 71 and let me know what you think do you agree do you disagree maybe think about someone who has learnt your language have you ever heard someone use a slang word in your language who wasn't native and let, let me know what you think about it okay so that's my advice section over now and now I want to go on to the expressions so even though I just gave that whole speech about there's no need to learn. As I said in the conclusion, if you find it fun, by all means, go for it. Fun is the most important thing, isn't it? So I've got a few words that I want to recommend and maybe recommend avoiding. So the first word is bloke. Bloke. This is a common English term that means man or guy, something like that. But there's a lot of nuance. There's a lot of hidden meaning. So I wouldn't recommend using the word bloke, actually. When I hear the word bloke, I think of kind of middle-aged men, often like workmen, like I think of like builders and manual labour jobs. So those kind of people, I usually hear them using the word bloke. I don't I almost never hear women use this word and I don't often hear young people use the word bloke either. So you might have learned this word before on social media or something like that, but there's a lot of nuance. So it's good to know what it means, of course, but maybe there's no need to use it. The next word, you'll almost definitely, almost certainly know this word. This is the word mate mate. Now I've spoken about this before because so there's so much confusion with this word. Now mate of course means friend but it's not quite the same. If you say like hello friend that's quite warm, it's quite nice, you know, it's good to be someone's friend but mate is often used for strangers or acquaintances, like people you don't know very well in a very casual way. I actually don't like to use it personally. I think it sounds a little bit cold, like it creates a little bit of distance between you and someone else. Um, so I will only use it with my friends, like my really close friends, and it's when I want to pretend to be cool, like kind of as a joke, because of course I'm not actually cool. <laughs> so I might say to my friend, oh, what's up, mate? How's it going? But I'm not really using it seriously because... I think it's not so appropriate for, for good friends, in my opinion. Another one is the word sick. Sick, of course, can mean when you're feeling unwell. You want to be sick, you want to throw up, maybe. Also, it actually means good or cool. So it's got kind of almost the opposite meaning. There's quite a few words in English like this, where they've got two opposite meanings. Another one is wicked. But sick is often used by younger people. I put, like, in my notes, cool people. Um, again, not me. I don't really use the word sick. But imagine, like, skateboarders. You're skateboarding, you kind of do a really cool trick, and your friends say, wow, that was, that was sick, mate. Nice one. So it's often used by young people, and I wouldn't recommend this for most of the learners, again. The last one, which I recommend avoiding, 
is bloody or bloody hell, something like that. You might know this is a very famous phrase or famous swear word in British English. Oh, the bloody cab is late, something like that. But it's quite old fashioned these days. Now, when I hear someone say bloody, it kind of brings the image of like a Winston Churchill character, someone from that kind of time period, like 50, 60 years ago. And I don't hear it so often anymore. If I do hear it, it's quite an upper class, posh person. So I don't use this word. Maybe you shouldn't either. But again, it's useful to know. I'm going to end today with two words that I recommend you do use. And unlike the previous ones, these are casual, but these are not too casual. So I think that's a good level to find when they're not too casual. So the first one is not my cup of tea. This just means I don't like it. It's not for me. Now, this is really, really common, and I recommend using this. It's not too casual, as I said. So, for example, well, since we're talking about skateboarding so much today, ah, skateboarding is not really my cup of tea. I'm not a big fan of skateboarding. I always get hurt. So, usually it's negative. We don't usually say, uh, running is my cup of tea. It's possible, but usually negative. It's not my cup of tea. So this is a good one, and I think saying this as a learner or native speaker, both would be fine. The final one is one I spoke about with Charlie on a recent podcast interview, and this is the word chuffed. Chuffed. If you are chuffed, it means you're pleased or you're happy with something. You're overjoyed. And, and this is really common. It's not super formal, but I like it a lot. So I was really chuffed with all of your nice reviews today. She was so chuffed with her exam results. It's a really kind of nice sounding word in it. Positive meaning as well. So there we go. There are my words. Some I recommend, some I recommend avoiding. I hope that was useful for you. As always, let me know what you think. Remember, learn for fun, but don't worry. Okay, so I'm going to leave the topic there for now. I've got a few things to mention at the end of the show before I let you go. Um, first of all, the podcast reviews, as I hinted at at the beginning. So I want to kind of get through all of them today because I've had quite a few this week and I'm really pleased with that. The first one is from Asma AF. Maybe that's a name, I'm not sure. And they're from the United States, maybe living there at the moment. And they said, thank you for these podcasts. I would like to know about IELTS test. So thank you very much for that kind five-star review. And that is a great question. So I do actually do some lessons with IELTS training. So I know a little bit about it. So I would be happy to talk about IELTS in the future. I'm not a trained examiner, however, so I'm hoping I can get a guest on in the future and we'll talk about the exam. And I've got someone in mind. So thank you for that reminder. And I definitely will do more IELTS episodes in the future.
So thank you for that. My next one is from maybe Jeje or Yeye, depending on how you pronounce the J, or maybe Juan or Juan, I'm not sure, from Saudi Arabia. So all of the others today, all from Saudi Arabia. Your podcast is really helpful, teacher. It helped me a lot. Thank you so much for your hard work. Thank you very much. Another one from Reem Mod, something like that. Your podcast is helping me to improve my understanding of British English by hearing. Thank you. Next one from W-E-J-D-A-N and many N's after that. I can't pronounce it. And they just said, thank you. I learned a lot from you. Thank you to you. And the last one, which I mentioned at the beginning, Lamo95. And this is a, a good review. Your subjects are interesting, but I want to note, can you please talk faster? I feel bored sometimes. Or are you doing that deliberately to understand? Thank you so much. And that's, um, it's good feedback. So I'm very happy to have that feedback, actually. Of course, I cannot please everyone. If I talk faster, people will want me to be slower. Um, everyone's at different levels, so I cannot please everyone. I have kind of experimented with my speed a bit since episode one. And at the moment, the way I'm talking now is pretty much my natural speed. The only thing I do is I try to uh, enunciate more clearly. So maybe with my friends, I might more often not pronounce certain words. I might often say like better, for example, like I said at the beginning. But I want to speak a little bit more clearly, partly because it's good for listening, but also because it's a podcast and I think it seems like the right thing to do on a podcast. You should speak a bit clearly and not kind of mumble. When mumbling is like when you're kind of talking like this and you can't really hear what you're saying, yeah, that that's not so easy. So many people do kind of comment about my speaking speed, but I think even with my friends, I'm quite a slow talker. I'm not a super fast talker. So I don't think I will change. I think I'm going to keep it this way. Um, but thank you so much for that feedback. It's really nice to hear. And hopefully, hopefully you don't get too bored. <laughs> so thank you all of you for those reviews. And if you're still listening now, that's great. Thank you. And maybe you'd like to leave me a review. If you do, you can head over to Apple Podcasts and I'll read your review on a future episode. The final thing I want to mention today is if you're listening this long, you probably like me a little bit. I hope so. Um, and if so, maybe you want a lesson with me. I do have some space available at the moment. So if you want to have some per like one-to-one -one training and one-to-one -one English practice with me and any kind of lesson you like, then get in touch with me. You can email me, which is info at ewmichael.com and let me know if you'd like a lesson because we can arrange something. I'm also planning to start group lessons soon, maybe every Sunday, it'll be groups of five. So if you would like a group lesson for a much cheaper price, then also let me know about that as well. I'll leave it there today. I don't want to go on too long, but 
Thank you very, very much for listening. Great to hang out with you again. Have a fantastic week and I'll see you next time. Bye-bye. You have been listening to the Level Up English podcast. If you would like to leave a question to be answered on a future episode, then please go to levelupenglish.school forward slash podcast. That's levelupenglish.school slash podcast. And I'll answer your question on a future episode. Thanks for listening.